The Where's My 40 Acres podcast is recorded in front of a ratchet studio audience. Wow. But if a celebrity is saying, hey, listen, I don't have no symptoms. I'm feeling good. I feel healthy. I don't feel like nothing. But I went and got tested and I'm positive for the coronavirus. That caused confusion. That made people be like, well, wait a minute now. Uh, I don't have no symptoms, but I know I went out this and that day. Shit, I might just have it. Shit, I'm scared because I'm around my kid. I'm around my grandparents. What should I do? And let me tell you something. The the general public, people that work regular jobs, people that get regular paychecks, the middle class, the you know, poor, whatever the crap, they're not getting they're not getting treated like 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 the high you know, the ones that appear, like celebrities and everything. They're not getting their fucking coronavirus results the next day. That's one. I the coronavirus is very much real. That's first thing first. And let me tell you something. If you're under 30, right? If you're under 30, because I know somebody that's under 30 has a cold, and they told them if your cold is not for eight days, you you cannot get tested. So you got to be sick for eight days if you're under 30, so you could be eligible of getting a fucking coronavirus test. Now, if you're like in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you're having a cold, they're going to test you right away. However... Your test results will come in four days. And let me tell you something. They tell you this. If you are positive for the coronavirus, they will tell you to quarantine in your home or and come back on if your fever goes 100 and some shit degrees. And I do not feel like that's right because it's like if you're positive for the coronavirus, but you don't have a crazy fever, but you have a cold and you're sending people home. I don't know. I, I, where, where do they think they're sending people home to? Not everybody have the luxury to go in a fucking bedroom and to go in a big-ass house and just stay away from people. People live in small-ass apartments. A lot of people live in small-ass apartments with multiple people. So it's like, if you're sending me home and I have the corona fucking virus, I'm most likely going to give it to my, my spouse, my kids, anybody that's around me. Coronavirus! Shit is real! up everybody you are now listening to the where's my 40x podcast and the first thing that i want to say is black people don't take anything seriously it could be the last day on earth and somebody is gonna make a beat out of the rapture bro and it's gonna be fire and we all gonna go down in flames jam into a fire ass beat about the rapture hey i'm gonna turn up on the way down you know what i'm saying who who gonna be mad though exactly (laughs) who gonna be mad though all the people who tell us we're bad are gonna be dead Nah, that's true it, yeah, yeah well they'll be burning so they'll be screaming screaming too loud while we be jamming and screaming this and beat is that, fire and this burn is fire <laughs> seems appropriate 
Um, another thing, and I know we just started a podcast, and I'm just jumping into it, but I have so many questions for like Sometimes about you got to run before you crawl, dog. I, I got yeah. <laughs> so that Cardi B shit is straight up right like it's it's she has a way of articulating things that people would find questionable but if you listen to what she's saying it makes a lot of fucking sense it's not always about the way you say it it's just what the fuck you're saying right and what my girl say what'd she say well she says she basically was like uh, to condense people who just heard the intro heard it but you didn't hear it so i condense it she was essentially saying that celebrities are talking about that they're showing no symptoms or slight symptoms and they're able to go get tested and find out if they have it or not and that's not what the casual general poor ass person can do and the people who do or might think they have it and are showing symptoms one they have to wait before they go get tested it's all these check boxes you got to get through first and then when you do get tested they send you back home and they tell you to isolate themselves completely ignoring the fact that when they send these people back home to live that live in places especially like new york where it's really blowing up right now when they send them home with this shit there's no possible way that no one in the crib is gonna get it other than them because there's nowhere for them to seclude themselves from everyone else in a studio apartment that's probably costing them twenty three hundred dollars a fucking month so it's it's like it's impossible to keep poor people from spreading this shit if you're sending them back out to their living conditions which is just it just allows it to spread the way she said it though was very cardi b fashion and i feel like it reaches more people when she says it than when anybody else who probably looks down on her and the way she articulates would try to say it so y'all just be mad her long nail her nails got more reach than y'all do with your intelligence and i appreciate her for being able to come on platforms and use her stature to say intelligent shit like that but my question is she said eligible or she said illegible. She and did. She it said happens. she meant eligible, but she said illegible. Yeah. Here's my thing now. Uh oh. Is that wrong? Because Open I think they both eye. spelled the same way. No, they're not spelled the same way at all. One starts like with an E, one starts with an I. Yeah, man. This is this is the 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 second trial in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You're stepping on the wrong letter, you're gonna fall through the floor. You're gonna die. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So eligible. Starts with an E. Right, right, right. Yeah. She said illegible. Yeah. Is that a word? Which starts with an I, which means not legible, which... Is that a word? Is illegible really a word? Yeah, absolutely. It legible is? is a word and illegible is another word. I did not know. I didn't know. I've never had to use it before. So I was just wondering. You're going to learn today, Brandon. It is a word. <laughs> Maybe Holy you got shit. good handwriting and your handwriting isn't illegible. So not only did she use the word wrong, which I thought she did, but then I was like, but is illegible a word? Because Holy. if it's not, then she just read eligible in a way that could make it sound like illegible. Nope, I think you 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 went a little bit too deep on this one. My I guy. might have, but I'm I'm gonna keep going there. Hold on. So oh, if I Lord. look at eligible, <laughs> I could pronounce it eligible. I could. You, you well, that's wrong. that's correct. You no, not, hold on. For for eligible, I could pronounce it eligible, but I also can't pronounce the illegible. Yeah, I mean you can pronounce it that way. It ain't right. <laughs> That that isn't what the description people won't think you mean the same thing. That's also true. Hmm. Like they're not they're not homophones that way. True. Hmm. Nope. No homophone. <laughs> I'm <Nope>. just <laughs> just saying. If a person looked at this word, because I had a conversation with somebody today, and I was like, they asked me. I had a conversation with the hot mic people because they reached out. 
they're doing movies and television shows now, live watches. And of course they reached out post those URLs legibly to bring, to bring in. (laughs) And they, they asked me, do you like to be called Brandon or is like Phenom? Okay. And I said, you can just, you just leave it as Phenom. I really don't care, but it's weird how there are so many different pronunciations of Phenom that I learned about since I named myself Phenom black. I've heard. I thought it was just the two. No, I've heard. I've heard Phenom. I've heard Phenom. And I've heard Phenom. I have been called Phenom. That sounds British. Phenom (laughs) Phenom Black. He's Phenom. He's Phenom Black. Is interviewing Jeffrey Wright. (laughs) Or so like, it's just weird the way people pronounce things. So when I heard illegible, I was like, oh, I think she meant eligible. (laughs) But maybe if you read it a different way, that pronunciation works. Also wasn't aware that illegible was a word. The more you know. It's weird. I learned so much from see, this is how much you can learn from listening to Cardi B. Y'all be thinking she don't know what she's talking about. And even when I she don't know, know what she she's talking, what talking about. I heard Invasion of Privacy. I was on that she wave early. About. As soon as that record came out, I listened to the whole thing and I was like, Oh yeah, this is fire. Yeah. So I had to preach the gospel. Weird. So I just cleared some things up for myself and I'll still never understand why people say Phenom, Phenom, and was it Phenom, Phenom, and Phenom? Phenom, I understand. Phenom, like I doubt. That, Phenom like, it always trips me out because I'm like, so you read it like Venom, but that's not wrong, I guess. That's what I was right? going to say. Like, Tom Hardy couldn't save that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's interesting. So, I don't know. Let us know. Do you say Phenom? Do you say Phenom? Or do you say Phenom? I assume everybody listening to this says Phenom because you say Phenom and also that's the right way to pronounce it. Mike, the only people who use that name are people who listen to this podcast when they meet me. And I'm telling you, I've heard all three versions. But you people. say it every single episode. I say a lot of things every single episode and I still get asked about those things later on. Like we now, st- wait a minute, <laughs> because if if I'm saying phenomenal, I say I pronounce it F.E. But yep. if I'm saying phenom, like if I'm phenom. not saying the whole thing, it's F-E-E-N-O-M. Correct. And that's pretty much yeah. universal pronunciation, I think. Okay, that's good. I thought. Good. I'm not weird. That's what no, I'm not at all. I've never said like he's a phenom or he's a phenomenon. Those are the two ways. This isn't like Marylanders being like, I need some water. Water. Yeah, no, not at all. I've never said phenomenon. But also, we're from exactly one state apart. So who? what do we know? Maybe it's just the middle Atlantic way of saying it. Which is weird. If you if you add the nominal gonna start, part, gonna start doing the rest phenomenal. of this podcast in a uh, a mid Atlantic like nineteen fifties radio voice. Yeah, actually, it's the best voice of all time. Legitimately, my favorite. Yeah, same here. I just thought I say phenomenal, and I've never heard nobody's ever called me phenom. Yeah, no, everybody says phenomenal, and then like I said, if it's you're just shortening it, it's always phenom. That's in my opinion the correct way, and as far as I can tell from everybody else I've heard say it, because like. Elo Kuja didn't say something like a phenomenon. He said something like a phenomenon. Mm. I'm just saying. He named his whole album that. I know. It was an accidental pronunciation. I was talking about him earlier today. Elo Kuja went from being, at the time of, like, when he was rapping, the greatest rapper of all time, Mm? to being that one dude from NCIS. When was he the greatest rapper of all time? 1988. Was he the only one rapping at that time? No. But LL was a legit powerhouse of rap in 88. Oh, powerhouse and greatest rapper of all time are two different labels for me, though. He was the greatest rapper to that point. Who else was rapping in 88? 
or 89. Nigga, everybody, you you listen to as much rap music as I do. You know who was rapping in 88. <laughs> but you know I hate that time period because niggas rapped like this and wanted me to listen. <laughs> and I was not listening, okay? So... <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> hey, I mean, just... it was literally, it was him and Rakim and no love for old grill. <laughs> None whatsoever. Brandon just with the disrespect straight out the gate. <laughs> um, Antoine. Right? He emerges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just lurk in the background. Every we time know. I see you on and you're not talking immediately, I assume it's like that time you were playing FIFA for the first like 45 minutes. It is that time. <laughs> it is that time he's playing FIFA. He's playing it right now. He's always yeah, playing FIFA. Playing, see, I'm always playing video games. He's always playing show. FIFA. This is this is a new. Oh, my bad. Y'all, for everybody listening, this is the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. We do this every Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to us Run Thursday morning. Now, baby. Make sure you go check out our website, where'smy40acres.com. Shout out to the people who, during this, pandem- this pandemic break, signed up for Premium 40 to get some oh, extra yeah, podcast episodes. Real, real talk. Uh, shout out to everyone who joined us Tuesday night at 7 o'clock for the first two episodes of Tiger King on Jesus Netflix. Christ, that was the best thing of all time. The we Netflix watching, party I wasn't watch. on that episode, but we watched the first three episodes the night before y'all did that. Yeah, so um, I'm probably going to schedule the next two episodes for Friday night at 7. Okay. So we're doing from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mike. 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern yeah, yeah, Standard. Yeah, I see 7 and I, get, I show up at 7 and it's a different 7. I <laughs> feel you. I feel you. There was a p.m. and an EST following that because I knew who I was sitting in Texas to, though. We, we, we been there. But uh, yeah, so 7, we're going to do episodes 3 and 4. And we're going, the story is going to get worse. Like, we actually stopped on the, wait, she killed her husband? Do, do, do. <laughs> Next three episodes. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they're still, they're still new players. Bruh, y'all have, to man, listen. Oh, I finished yes. it. I have finished it. Like, so there, oh, okay. so y'all, cool, I've cool, seen cool, all cool. of it. I'm just rewatching it again. I got, I got two more episodes. Yeah, me too, Twan. Oh, I, I know what happens. So I'm just gonna sit here. I I can't I can't I had to I had to to like sparse out the crazy. For people who are confused, that is that man's real singing voice. By the way, that that is his. No, that nigga hired somebody. That's his voice, bro. <laughs> that nigga's lip syncing. <laughs> did you see? Did you I see need him on a track with DJ Khaled immediately? Did you see the live performance he did? It's him. Yes. <laughs> yes I, I, I saw I where did he do a live performance at? You if you haven't if you don't remember it, you haven't seen it yet because you can't forget it. Okay. I only time I remember him saying it was at that little at the at the funeral and I was like that nigga say it with a back and track. That was the li- that was a live performance. Yeah, that, was and that, a live was performance. that wasn't him that yes, nigga it was. was singing that nigga had the track playing live it was him. and he would try to make his voice. I don't believe it. It was him. Two chains spits over a track of himself rapping too. That don't mean two it ain't two chains. No. Nah, that is that, was that is somebody else there. No, it's it's him. There's a fake. There's a fake Conway Twitter. Why are you acting like his paid. voice is so good on the recording that it couldn't possibly be him? Because <laughs> it is better it than his him. speaking voice. His speaking <laughs> voice is absolute trash. I'll tell you right now. Ain't don't get these tigers. I'm come around. I had him up off the road. Like that's what his voice sounds like, and he gets on the track. Way down by the water. No, sir. No, no, sir. Had me a dog <laughs> in a carriage. Oh, bandwagon baby. You watching this bullshit? No, no. Come on, bro. No, I man, I have been working 
10 to 12 hour days for the last two weeks. Holy shit. shit. Uh, I mean, working from home, so like, I'm lucky like that, I guess, but I've been working more than yeah, ever. Working 10 to 12 hours is working 10 to 12 hours. It, it really is. Yeah, I'm just saying, everything that's happening is like just a double barrel shotgun pointed right at the people that I work for. So, yep. I mean, everybody knows, you know, if you don't know, it's just how the game is. It is real. It's <laughs> not a joke. It's not a fucking joke. Did y'all see the video of my man playing that shit in his car driving through a Costco parking lot where everybody's lined up outside waiting to get in? Absolutely not. And what a hero. Uh, <laughs> you got to do it. That is that is that is wrong and right on so many levels. Yeah. It I is. don't understand I fully why. support and 100% denounce that behavior. Why did all y'all want to go shopping at the same time? On the same days. Well, I every time you understand. go shopping is the time. Oh, by the way, shit this is, is just for Where's My 40 Acres exclusive. They sell paper towels and water and shit like that at Lowe's, so you can go get it from there. And it's not I the thought we said you can get that shit people. from Home Depot and stuff already. Well, I don't know if we didn't. I don't Oh, they're out, wasn't paying attention if we said it. The ones near me are out. You can't even buy that shit online. The ones near me are not out. They are so. cold-blooded, but... You're in Nashville, then, you know what I'm saying? Scout them out. Hey, somebody told us, somebody was saying in the, um, and this, this is why you should join... The um there's this the Discord group. We talk about a bunch of shit in there, but somebody was like, Hey, the trucker stops. Nobody goes to the trucker stops but the truckers. And That's all facts. that shit is there. They got all the, the supplies and shit. So they probably the only people in the world that still got hand sanitizer, besides niggas that's making it at home. I seen a girl in the so store. So what's the recipe yesterday. for homemade hand sanitizer? Like I feel like that's pretty it's, it's, like it's bleach and water. The recipe is be a chemist. <laughs> just okay. Just cool. Like, so like, don't try this at home, bro. It's like one twenty seventh like bleach and water. Make soup, and that's why ain't nobody playing. Like, here's how to make soap. Or just People go buy some that. vodka and pour it on your hands, but don't soap cook. It's a thing that you actually it won't can work, Brandon. Home. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody will be like, I heard of the podcast. I can just pour vodka on my hands. <laughs> I don't know. Why I'm release a statement. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> are so stupid, yo. Yo, but it's real. Did you see the woman? <laughs> shit is real. Did you see the woman who burned both her hands cooking because supposedly she put yeah, hands in the It feels like on. an urban yep. legend. Is that real, real? I mean, it's really nah, a picture of her it, arms burned. Unclear, but I saw the picture. She I didn't use real hand well. sanitizer, bro. Ain't no way she used that shit dries in like 0. 0.2 seconds. Ain't no way she yeah. used real nah, hand that sanitizer. Shit, that right. shit, if you put enough on it, it'll stay liquid for a good little minute. Yeah, like a point and a half second longer. That shit dry fast. That's all you do. You only need one second to catch your arms on fire. Is she flat? I also feel like, though, it would burn off before it actually got to your skin. I think so too. Yeah, like the alcohol is the accelerant, but once that's gone, bro, you know I, what I mean. Like I, it's I like a, it's like you, you light um uh uh like a spray can worth of something flammable, right? Like the flame right. goes away when you stop the the source the push. I, I yeah. remember people in college dousing their hands in alcohol and lighting on fire and just sitting there, but they lit my hands on fire. We did it in it, chemistry it, class. That was an that experiment. Was like wild boys. I didn't do that shit in college. I didn't do that shit. I you don't remember? People. I remember being in chemistry class when she did that shit. Miss, uh, name started Miss with a B. Oh, I don't, I, don't, yeah. I remember people. Her class was the worst. She I used, remember people being stupid like their hands on fire. No, yeah. she did it. No, dog. She did it on the student's hand. She did it on the student's hand. It was like, I don't know. It wasn't like alcohol from the store. Fire. Alcohol. Yeah, dog. They <laughs> what, put. What? What's going on? <laughs> class sensational. Truck, truck, dog. This is the first, this is the only thing I remember from chemistry oh. class. <laughs> they put that shit on somebody's hand and like lit the bubbles, and that was it. And I was like, "Oh, you can do that." I'm not trying that, <laughs> but it looks cool. This is incredible. Yeah, 
I don't know. Stranger that was the first time. That was the first and last time I paid attention in uh, chemistry class. Oh, I mean, yeah. Somebody started lighting shit on fire. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm right there. Up. There's nothing else happening in high school. long as it ain't me, I'm good. <laughs> what y'all lighting on fire today? I'm watching. <laughs> we, we're we good over here. So um, I feel like there's so much shit to be sad about and worried about and anxious about and depressed like about. I can't think of anything. I know. During this time. But there's so much more shit to just laugh at. Stuff I'm not Go supposed on. to laugh at. But I'm laughing at it. Like you find this that stuff. You um, have my interest. <laughs> so uh one of them is the things that people are trying to do to not get the coronavirus and then blaming it on other people. Mm. Like yes. drinking things you shouldn't drink. Nigga. Like. Like. Nigga. Nigga. <laughs> like the wife of an Arizona man who died after ingesting chloroquine. Oh phosphate to protect himself from the novel coronavirus he, spoke out up. monday he, he he drunk what uh chloroquine so, okay. this dumbass orange motherfucker who sits in the oval office was just going off like letting tweets fly about this drug that he decided he thought he'd heard enough about it working really well on the virus that he was going to be like yo chloroquine or whatever that shit is called mm-hmm. it looks I really it good it's a drug you can actually get, but it's like an anti-malarial or something. Yeah, like that. but it doesn't treat this. And they were doing clinical but, testing. And he just for was it. tweeting all brazy about it, like, "Yo, this shit is about to be amazing." Blah 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 blah. So then some dummy went and drank a compound of it with some other shit that was like in a pool cleaner or some dumb shit. Like Dog, this, right? the CDC tried to stop it too. Like the CDC was like, "Hey, hold on, we did not say." That this shit would work. We just doing clinical trials, dog. Like, stop telling people what we doing behind the scenes. Uh, he, he, cause he, he just, he that nigga. He just want to be first, Bruh. Absolutely. And the thing is, cause every time he's wrong, his the people who love him don't care. Nope. We're over here being like this nigga idiot, but he don't care about us. Nope. And he can keep saying shit over and over and over until it's actually right by chance, and then he can say, "See, I do the thing the whole the long." And everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, he did." It's um that wasn't the only one. So people drinking shit they shouldn't be drinking. And then I don't know if y'all saw the alerts for this pop up on Facebook. That's it. And I had to go to Twitter to make sure these were real. Oh no, he drank it and he died. Um so there were people going door to door doing fake coronavirus testing. Nigga. I thought what they what? Bruh. The CDC. It was. It was. It was the CDC what, or what somebody. They, what they charging? Man, I'm. I'm trying to find because when I saw it on somebody posted it on Facebook, I saw it and I was like, that can't be real. That's fucking spam. Like they're just making shit up now. Fake news. Facebook is at it again. And then I was like, let me go on Twitter and see if I see the same shit. And sure enough, I went on Twitter and I started seeing articles about this. And I was like, nigga, this is a real thing that people are doing. Okay, so the Red Cross have advised that there are people going door to door indicating that they are authorized to do home testing for coronavirus. Do not let them in. Call the police. <laughs> Alert your families is in all caps. They robbing Nigga. people. Nigga. You don't get people don't come to your home to test you for anything. So why would you think for this 
they will no, be doing you that. Play, you play on people's fears. That's all oh you got to do. God. You just got to play on people's fears. Nigga. And then what the businesses are doing right now are, are kind of funny. Some of them. Some of them are not funny. But places like Cheesecake Factory, who just sent out a letter to their landlord saying that they ain't paying their rent on the first. Because times are hard and they can't afford to. I love how like multi-million or billion dollar corporations are being like they literally have had a a bad month and are being like, We're about to go out of business. <laughs> like we're we're about oh, to lose yeah. it all. It's like, nigga, y'all about to like like y'all about to lose a little bit of money. It's not nice. It's not happy. Like you don't want it to happen. But like you gonna be all right. You you gonna survive. Well, it's a little good. bit of money to them. To us, it'll be a lot of money. Like if I lost ninety three million dollars a day, I would cry because I never had that before. And to lose it before I had it would be really sad. Yes. If they lose ninety three yeah. million dollars, they're like, God damn it, that's two days worth of income from selling all these fucking cheesecakes. They'll be okay. But they sent a letter out to everybody that they rent from. As you know from news reports, we have decided to close numerous restaurants, they mean 29, in order to comply with emergency governmental restrictions. In some locations, we are only allowed to provide delivery and to-go orders. In other locations, we're required to totally close. This situation is unprecedented and rapidly evolving. The severe decrease in restaurant traffic has severely decreased our cash flow and inflicted a tremendous financial, 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 I've never heard it pronounced that way. See, y'all learning some new pronunciations tonight. Financial blow to our business. Due to these extraordinary events, I am asking for your patience and, frankly, your help. Unfortunately, I must let you know that the Cheesecake Factory and its affiliated restaurant concepts will not make any of their rent payments for the month of April 2020. Please understand that we do not take this action or make this decision lightly. And while we hope to, they're they talking like they closed down schools. We hope to resume our rent payments. As we hope to resume our rent. <laughs> Boy, I look, hold up! What? I'm about to, I'm about to send it to my landlord. You listen. <laughs> Just, I'm about to send it to my landlord. See if that works. We hope to resume. Seeing that shit to Fannie Mae tomorrow. <laughs> I I might need to name that the episode. That might need to, might need to be the episode title. We hope to resume our rent soon. Our rent payments. We hope to resume our rent payments as soon as reasonably possible. We simply cannot just, predict the extent. We, we simply cannot predict the extent or the duration of the current crisis. We are continuing to evaluate the implications of this situation on our business, and we realize the impact this action will have on our landlords. We appreciate our landlords' understanding given the, ex, the, ex, ex, the exigency of the, of the current situation. We are following the guidance of the CDC and our local health departments and will continue to do so. Wow. So, the cheesecake factory really out here about to get evicted? No, no, they're not. You had a, out on a cheesecake out on the curb. So, like, if you're a landlord for a cheesecake factory builder, right? Who's who? Who actually holds the power here? The company that owns one thousand cheesecake restaurants, or you, who owns maybe one under your umbrella to rent to? Who are you gonna rent a cheesecake factory building to after they move out? Olive Garden. No, because they can't afford to move in there. You've seen what Olive Gardens look like compared to Cheesecake Factories. They can't afford to move up in there. I think All you gotta do is like, make an Olive Garden where you can't have reservations, just like they do at Cheesecake Factory. It'll stack right back up. 
If I, sure. I feel like I was a landlord of a building like that, I'd be like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I know y'all good. It, that's what that's what they all gonna do. That's I exactly mean, yeah, what they all gonna do. Like, it's, it's, I ain't stressing. They're not. If you are, if you rent they to a cheesecake factory, own the building, I got money. Most of these places don't own. That's that's the thing about property that a lot of people don't know. Most of these companies don't own the places that y'all go in and get their services from. Whether it be fucking banks, IT departments, restaurants, they don't own that shit. They're renting that shit. So when you hear rich people telling you, man, you need to buy a home so you can own something. Remember that most of these fucking billion dollar companies don't own the places where they renting and sending employees to work every day. At any point, I mean, in be fairness, like, the, those places are owned by other billion, billion dollar companies. Uh, they're just real estate companies uh, that, that serve as uh, holding platforms for the liquidity that fuels Wall Street. To, all right, to back up what Dan just said, if you are a realtor, you probably should own some property. But if you're not, you might not need to own something. Just the thing. Might not need to worry about owning a piece of property. Because these billionaires all don't own one. Not the places they, they reside at any fucking way. But yeah, Cheesecake not paying their rent, dog. Um, hmm, I got to pay my mortgage. I don't have this choice. They'll put me out in the streets. No, not exactly. That's, that's, well, you know, at least we got a, stimu- a stimulus package. So that was nice. <laughs> that was nice. So, genuinely, what is the fucking deal with this thing? Because I can't, all I hear is random details with no actual execution details. No, it's, uh, I mean, it's so I'm, I was literally actually checking my email for work while you guys were talking because I've had to follow this nice. work. There's another round of uh, there's another round of a draft coming around because uh, they said it I can't fucking get its story straight. Amazing. They, they, they said two different times today, first this morning and then late this afternoon, that they had a final agreement. They yep. don't. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> so okay. So well, I feel less bad about not knowing what's happening since it's, nobody. Knows I mean, it's very basic. It's not. It's, it's. I don't know exactly what legitimate they're arguing over, but it's pretty simple. If you oh, make a lot of stuff to argue over. Oh yeah. No no no. I mean, for us, I'm, I'm not talking about pertaining to the 150 oh. billion dollars they're giving to this person or the 100 billion they're giving here, or the 500 billion they're giving to them. I'm talking about whatever one billion they're giving to the American people out of this. Um, you, if you make less than what, 75,000 a year for your taxes, if that's what you filed last year, then you're getting 1200. Maybe if you make more than that, uh, it goes down the closer you get to a hundred thousand. It stops at like 99,000. It does go off a two come to, it goes off like a, if you're married or whatnot, but I think it's also on how you file. Like me and Ashley filed Uh single. So she would get in and I would not. So, like, if you break over a hundred thousand, and that's what you apply for in taxes, you don't get anything. Which I found interesting because companies that made billions of dollars last year are getting bailouts, but I can't get a bailout because I made over a hundred thousand dollars a year. The yeah. last, the last thing I heard was uh, twelve hundred a year, up to twenty four hundred for married couples. Um, you mean twelve hundred? Nothing once. for children. No. Um, oh, oh, that's and a new one. If you make more than two hundred thousand. Uh, you don't get those payments. Hold on, you um, said you said nothing for children now because earlier it was five hundred per child per household. Yep. Probably I heard twelve hundred per child, uh, and who knows? Wow, probably not going to happen. 
uh, based on what I'm hearing. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I, that's one of those Fortunately, things. Children are free and don't cost any money to support. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Your, your tone uh, on that was perfect because I believed you for about two words. And then I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> All three of mine are a net gain on my bank account. Exactly. What you're talking about, Mike. They would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> feel me. And Daddy, cut the but, check. Uh, uh, no, the, 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 the problem, the sticking point, as I understood it, was House Democrats in particular don't want to give away what little leverage they have right now in the form of helping Wall Street um, mm. when Main Street, quote unquote, is getting so much less. Uh, meanwhile, Republicans, and this is already in the news, so this probably isn't news to most people, but um, Republicans are, quote unquote, concerned that uh, increasing unemployment benefits would actually incentivize layoffs, which is stupid. Because um, it doesn't make business sense to lay people off who are making you money enough money to make that plausible in the first place. Anyway, but hold um, on, hold on, hold on. But you, you got to think of this from the perspective of a capitalist and a Republican. If they're like, we're not laying people off right now because we don't, we're getting certain benefits, or because we don't want to. There are absolutely assholes who run shit who would go, well, now that y'all getting these benefits. We're going to cut your benefits that we were giving you when we sent y'all home. I could absolutely see that happening. Them being like the two weeks of pay that they were going to give people now turns to one week. Or they're going to start making people use their vacation time and shit. I ain't getting no week, so I'm trying to get something. I know, but I mean, honestly, let's let's be honest. They're going to do that anyway. True. I'm just saying Republicans like to use shit they would do as a reason for you maybe not to do shit. Like I, right. I, it's it's basically like, hey man, we be using swords a lot, dog. I just let I just want to let you know we be stabbing people sometimes. So if you do this, you could get stabbed. Sign the sign the nigga who stabs people. I completely get it. It's them using what they do already to scare you into not doing some shit. Yeah. It's it's, it's garbage. So. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I just saw something today that said if you don't have direct deposits set up for you, if you didn't have it set up for your taxes last year and you like my parents and maybe some of y'all's parents still get them tax checks in the mail because it feels good to to have something tangible in your hand when you walk in the bank. Uh-huh. Um, you might not get this twelve hundred dollars if you were going to get it for four months. Oh, cool. That's useful. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Yeah, are you serious? Bruh. And to top it off, Canada is laughing at us because supposedly they're getting two thousand dollars a month. They're getting how much? Two thousand a month for the next every month for the next four months. Sure. You know. So the so by the time some of y'all get that twelve hundred dollar check, Canada will have already gotten eight thousand dollars. Supposedly. Good times. Mm-hmm. Still ain't suspended so, student loan okay, shit. Here's a question because I genuinely really know nothing about finance and how it operates. The government can materialize trillions of dollars at will, essentially. Federal right? Reserve. Yeah. Sure. And did recently, just, by the way, we're giving $1 trillion. We're lending up to $1 trillion a day, a day. in addition to what we were before for a Wall Street. Day? For the next a day. Days. A day, my nigga, since Monday. A day. Jesus yep. Christ. Okay, so I'm not tripping about that. Okay, that's what I wanted to establish. I'm tripping about that. I can't even fucking that. Now, mind you, we were already $4 trillion in the hole when they sure, made sure, that sure. decision. I get that. 
Yeah. But okay, they can materialize money out of nowhere. Yes. Then just fucking give everybody the money to get the shit now. Just hey, how much do you need in bills? All right, cool. Pay the shit. That would just be too it. easy, Fuck bro. It, pay it. That would throw pay off it. the whole economy. Mike, money is irrelevant, obviously. You can't. You can just you make more. People, I mean, obviously, you can make more of it in inflation. We've, blah, 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 blah. we've had this conversation before on here. If but you, if you can give do people this, money, do it. No, but but Mike, that's before we even entered this state. That's always been the logical thing to do. This if is why we need give right. people money. Bane would go in there and choke slam Mitch McConnell and make him sign this shit. And they would just pull. They just pull right. Mike Pollard. If you give people, this is a very simple concept for people who don't understand this, and if you feel like you're concerned and you should work for your dollar you're full of shit this is very simple concept if you give more people money if you give more people if you give people more money they're going to use that money for your businesses which will then get more money so you will make more money off of the money you pumped into the pockets of the people who spend money and give you the money. It's very, uh, it's I, very simple. It's the way your fucking I toilet didn't buy works. the medicine that's stopping me from going blind until today when we got a random bonus check out of nowhere because I didn't have the money. I'm just saying <laughs> it's the way your toilet works. If you add water, you can flush with more water. But if you don't have enough water, you can't flush shit. Okay, and that, that's not the way Republicans talk about this, though. They tell people that if you pump more money into the economy, then for some reason, people who've been regularly spending money, despite the fact that their situation not allowing them to spend as much as they would like to, would all of a sudden become hogs and they would not spend the money. They would hold the money. For what reason? I don't know, because the only thing that money is useful for is spending I mean, oh, on the one no, hand, like the micro level phenomenon, hoarding magazines, yeah. level phenomenon that you're talking about here, like there's so much household level debt, which is actually the real debt problem in America, by the way, the government could have four trillion dollars more worth of debt and the world would still fucking lend us money for pennies on the dollar. But mm. the micro level phenomenon you're talking about of like people would get a $5,000 check out of nowhere and wouldn't actually spe- put it into the economy they would probably pay down their debt which is going uh, which into is the economy. also valuable for them but at the macro level it doesn't work the same way but they're what's, paying what's, back to people what's frustrating who are right now too. is that it, the, the very the like the thirty five thousand foot view of the state of capitalism right right now is uh since uh world war ii um, industrial economies that were completely decimated uh, by the war and all the proxy wars that followed between the two great superpowers, blah, 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 have largely recovered. Um, and there is so much cheap labor and cheap ways to produce massive amounts of everything, but very little demand. Mm-hmm. And the wage pressure, uh, the downward wage pressure across the globe means that people don't have uh, uh, the money to buy necessities. Um, And as more and more of the uh, world economy has become detached from actual material transactions and shifted more towards finance, um, basically, as we saw in 2008, it's all just magical bullshit and it could fall apart at any fucking moment and it's not regulated at fucking all. But that's Um, what it's doing right now, especially for like airlines and stuff who have just been acquiring debt digitally that now right. is kicking them in the fucking ass. And as you can see, caused the tank, the stock market to tank like substantially just fucking right. free fall. I mean, what it meant is that everybody is 
hyper leveraged, uh, meaning there is very, 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 very little room in any massive corporation's budget to absorb a drop in demand or a drop in capacity to carry debt. So when banks are told that they may not be able to collect mortgages, Wall Street freaks the fuck out because that's one of the few stable things that they still had going. Mm -hmm. When people aren't collecting paychecks and companies are going under and aren't paying payroll taxes anymore, there are there is no more money coming in. So but that also means that the demand shock is not something that the system by and large can absorb. So we're stuck in this absurd position of having to dump trillions of dollars into companies that aren't even necessarily producing necessary goods. Well, we don't um, have medical masks. So yeah, no, they're not. That's what I'm saying. They're like, uh, uh, bullshit. you know, maybe a good time to invest in telecom companies, I guess. Um, but beyond that, it's kind of hard to figure out, um, you know, what is it exactly that we're saving? If they weren't doing anything before, what, you know, what do we need them for now? Um, right. and, and we don't have the political will to actually address those problems. Which right. is what blows me about like Democrats and Republicans at this point, because the whole like we're negotiating sides to get things. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much over anything. People get up on the podium and tell us about how we can't financially do this after watching what this country has resorted to doing for the to bail out these companies like to fucking try and bail out American Airlines after knowing they acquired 33 something billion dollars in foreseeable debt future because they thought they would be able to at any point bounce back. I feel like the only thing these companies own is debt. So when you I mean, hear about it, people it, yeah, yeah, the world economy runs on debt. When you hear about people like filing for chapter 11 this and chapter 13 that or whatever the fuck and then casually being still being billionaires and being able to bounce back it's because the only thing that they work with is that the only thing they work on is the charge, right? Well, yeah, uh, just give it to me for now and you'll get it back later, but you won't get it back later because there is no foreseeable later. That, but that's the thing, crazy. right? Like when I talk about the, the world economy running uh, on finance, that's all just voodoo bullshit. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's like a conspiracy, I'm saying that there's, well, although fraud, I guess you could call that a conspiracy. That is yeah. um, by definition a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so back in, back in 2008, when everything crashed, what happened was that everyone agreed that they just weren't going to investigate the actual assets being traded by various Wall Street banks and companies, right? So what you ended up having happen was essentially betting occurring on the stability of mortgages that were considered uh, invulnerable. And once it turned out that downward pressure on wages meant that people weren't able to pay their mortgages, which meant that the mortgages and housing bonds weren't stable anymore and weren't actually producing any fucking value for these companies, you had a system that was built up on like exponential payouts on debt that wasn't ever going to be uh, uh, stable. Um, and that is why all of a sudden these banks had like liquidity problems and all this other stuff. So Lehman Brothers goes under and uh, all, all that other shit. But, and I'll, I'll point out, by the way, that this is the third effort 
like this that our government has undertaken just since we've been like over the age of five, right? Yep. Um, there was the recession in 2001. Bush sent out two rounds of stimulus checks during that, by the way. And Brandon, I think someone in the Where's My 48 Facebook group was asking if they taxed that. They did indeed tax those. Oh, those, uh, yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody did check. ask in the, in the one I posted. It's basically saying you guys are getting $1,200 that either is going to be taxed on the front or on the back end. Don't think you're not about to get hit by this. You will. Yep. Um, and uh, but then in 2008, we didn't. Basically, you know, we we bailed out these corporations who then turned around and used that money to lobby against uh, uh, protections against similar situations in the future. And now here we fucking are. So when Liz Warren is talking about adding clawback measures and um, requiring, uh, you know, uh, uh, zero layoffs from companies that receive bailout money and not buying back. Uh, uh, shares and paying off shareholders and things like that. No bonuses for CEOs. This all comes from a real place. But then we have a system that doesn't allow for that sort of common sense shit to actually happen because yeah, no. it uh, it rewards obstinance and obstruction. And that's how you get just this crony capital GOP party running amok and looting everything. I mean, we're saying that the system awards it, but they created the system for themselves to be awarded that way. Like that, that's I mean, sure. Just, that's that's what they want. At, at the end of the day, like we can talk about how the system is this and the system is that, but the system is placed for the reason that people who want to benefit, who benefit from it, want to benefit from it, and continue to benefit from it, and could give a fuck about us getting. That's why you need to vote it. these bitch ass niggas out of office. That does. It's true. That, that that's like a starting point, but then it's it, on our side. It's like okay, the people we do vote in know like, are you actually going to do something? Do you actually believe the shit that you told us, or? Was it all political yeah, jargon? It doesn't matter to if get they believe it, it as long as they do it. I don't give a fuck what you believe. That's what, but that's right what I'm shit. saying. We've had people yeah. in there who said they believe it, and then they get in there, and we don't see those type of changes afforded. Sure, then, but there are there are always better options than the ones we got. Is all I'm saying. That that's fine. I, I mean, idealistic that, people and keep them until they abandon their ideals and then vote them out too. But see what what happens there is what what ends up happening after the Obama era. You get Obama in here making changes to try to help certain people, and the people he was actually helping the most. Are the ones who end up who ended up voting voting us into a one eighty and getting this orange nemesis into the fucking house, so that now things are being repealed that were in their favor, and they don't even realize that they don't fucking care. Like we're in, at that point, we're fighting against a system of people who don't even care about themselves or know better to care about themselves. So we're constantly going to get like, let's say we get somebody in in the White House who for four years does substantial work, and then all of a sudden, because I don't know, you know white people tend to be racist sometimes, they vote that person out or. They don't vote a person similar to them with the same ideals back in to continue that upward, that upward struggle we were having. Right. That could progress into a nice little easy jog for the country in a better direction. They end up voting for someone who is complete trash and will then spend four years or less like two to constantly repeal everything that was put in place that was benefiting. So now we've jumped two steps forward and five steps back. In a you process that took going, eight dog. years. I mean, to there's do nothing it. else to do. Like it sucks. It's fucking terrible. And I mean, you can you can look at it like that. Politics. There's there's nothing else to do. But I kind of look at it as like, hey, this shit is gonna go the way it goes when whoever gets there decides what way they want it to go. We could be doing just fine, and then somebody will come and legit shit on everything just to do it. Because at the end of the day, there are people who don't care. At the end of the day, there are people who just do not care about people. 
and we vote those was, people into place. And because was, we do that, talking, we're fucked. I was talking to a, a friend of mine. Actually, he used to work at the organization I work at now. And he told me about the, the opening. Um, and, I mean, again, I, I interface a lot with, uh, uh, like, seniors. And obviously, they skew more conservative and all that. Right. But, um, like, the, the degree to which the devotion to whether it's Donald Trump or the GOP or Fox News or any of like the whole conservative uh, uh, brand in America, the degree to which all of that is basically just like a giant sunken cost fallacy operating in people's minds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like on Monday, the lieutenant governor of Texas um, went on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. And this isn't an exaggeration, literally said that older adults should be willing to catch coronavirus and die if it unreal that yep. uh, people can get back to work sooner. As if, A, those are the only people who can get sick. B, those people have no value. And C, that's an effective way of managing a pandemic or an economy, right? Right. Um, but when my organization posted about why this was a bad idea, and we didn't attack Tucker Carlson personally, or the governor of Texas, what we said, we we attacked the central conceit, right? Which is that there's a zero-sum relationship between public health and the economy. And what we said was, if that's the case, then something is bad and more change is required. But we refuse to accept that false choice, right? Sure. The number of people who immediately came out of the woodwork to say, like, oh, that's not what he meant. That's not what he said. You're twisting his words, blah, blah, blah. How dare you be divisive at this important time? You should pray for the people in elected office and blah, blah, Like, it really is like some real, like, 1984, like, mind, mind control shit. It's unbelievable the degree to which people will say insane things um, at an organization that, A, works for them, and B... Uh, like has no real power at all. No, um, right. It, it's it's fucking amazing. But that's how it is. Like you have people. I, I remember listening to the the this this um sixteen nineteen project podcast, and to hear PhD scholar professors say, "Yes, I believe that the Negro is not equipped with." a brain powerful enough to be as smart as a white person. Like to hear someone who is established in intellect and well, has be degrees fair, in that. Who shit. has a degree from a listen, graduate school. Mike, listen, man, I'm saying having a degree you, from a graduate school does not make you. A I, I feel, I feel what you're saying. Ben Carson. I feel you're what you're saying. Right. Like, I, I feel, but, but look at that. Like, 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 again, you can say that, but this is a fucking neurosurgeon saying that, like doing that. So the thin line between genius and insanity or just genius. like genius and stupidity is super fucking thin because for you to be a neurosurgeon, you have to be of like great esteemed intellect at some or, or to some degree. Memorize in some element. and have steady hands. That's what you got to be good at. Yeah, dog. Listen, I'm not about to do no fucking neurosurgery on nobody and I can program for either. I don't have like, steady hands. I got steady hands and I'm not about to do it. There's a certain thing that that person has that I don't have. What I'm saying is for you to have enough comprehend, for you to have enough ability to actually comprehend basic anything and to then look at something that is so in your fucking face 
wrong, just dead ass wrong and go, nope, that's what I believe. Okay. That's what we're working with out here with people. So it doesn't matter how intelligent people are. It doesn't matter. What matters is people's like internal values. And that's what we're going to constantly be battling with on any issue. We should be able to simply come together and look at the government and go, hey, if you have the um, if you have the money to pump into banks and stocks to keep it from failing and like one eighth of that money that you're pumping in there could actually save everyone in this country and put us all in a more comfortable place until this is over. Just do that. But you will have people who are in the exact same predicament as you struggling. Right in front of your face on the other side, telling you. Well, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps like we are. You know, we started conserving hot water. We stopped eating three times a day. We only eat one time a day. Why can't you do that? We have to save the economy. The economy has never done anything for them. And they will argue that to you. They are literally struggling with life and they will argue that for you. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced of this, given my time as a teacher working with parents, given my current job. Uh, given uh, just existing in this fucking country for 34 years, mm-hmm. uh, the, I am absolutely convinced that uh, a, a significant portion of the population is constantly operating under whether they know it or not, like some kind of like some degree of like a death wish, right? Um, like some degree of like unironic nihilism. I'm not talking about like nihilist memes for millennial teens, right? I'm talking sure, about sure. like boomers who are like, oh, here for a good time, not a long time. I'm gonna fucking smoke mm. cigars and eat red meat 800 times a day. And I'm going to fucking shoot at anything that moves and whatever. Uh, but then also um, like a, a, there, a significant portion of the population is constantly looking for opportunities to inflict pain on other people. Yeah. And, and yes. it is yes. it is pathological to at least, I'd say, 50 percent of this country. And I'm not even saying that. No, in a that's not an exaggeration. Way, we all know which party has more of those types. The Green Party. Um, that's, that's not an exaggeration, though. Peep, there are evil fucking people. Like people yeah, act like there aren't for sure. to say that that's, that's like the sentiment that there, there are no bad kids. There's bad parents or bad teachers. No, motherfucker. There are bad kids. There are I kids mean, who are bad. Sociopath out there. There are bad kids. Right. Just but, like but, there are but evil my people. point is that like, like the logic behind George Zimmerman approaching Trayvon Martin mm. at all in the first place, right, is the same yeah. as yes. someone saying, why aren't you only eating once a day? Save yourself from coronavirus, right? But it goes to religion and stuff, too. It's the same way, like people who are homophobic. Gay people have never done anything to you. But yet you have the belief that they are wrong in their sexuality. Yet they've never done anything to you. Can you imagine like, yo, I hate ants. Well, what did they do to you? Nothing. I just don't like them bitches. For me, it's t- for me, like at that point, it's like, OK, there's something inside you that it, it, it pushes you into this negative stance on things and makes you feel certain ways that you have no legitimate reason for feeling. But you do. And that shit resonates up to certain levels where we start talking about politics and shit now. Shit that actually hurts people, hurts women, hurts people of color, xenophobia. Like people walk, people yelling things at Asian people right now, right now out in public because Trump called something the China virus. Like it, it's that stupid. People are smart enough to know not to do certain things. And so it, I look at it like this. If you're smart enough to know not to do certain things, you're smart enough to know that when you're doing something that's fucking evil. 
and they do it anyway. And then they act like they don't know they're doing evil shit. They'll say, well, that's just my belief. You know, we have different beliefs. No, you're just fucking evil, dog. Like it, you are evil and you are happy if you're proud of it. But you I do think that invested. the environment that creates this kind of behavior and, and I mean, you're right, Brandon. like it, whether it's religion, I mean, that's that can be one part of it. Right. Um, like Mike's much more religious than I, but like I would never assume that he felt about gay people that way because he was religious. So, of course, like, yeah. I, but but yeah. I but I but the environment that enables that kind of behavior and creates that kind of behavior depends on giving people a lifetime of training in how to a dissociate i think a little bit when they're doing bad things and b immediately know what to appeal to to weasel out of any potential consequences whether it's like mm-hmm. minor social consequences or otherwise um and i think that's part of it right like that's how you know in your bones that something is racist even if like it's kind of a lawful evil racism right they're like oh no like, i didn't fire you because you're black i fired you because uh, you were late twice um but it, it's it's the same thing and I, I i hope that um people do start trusting their gut more and 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 embracing what they actually see happening as real one of the interesting things that i've noticed since states and maryland has done more than others i, I understand but one of the things that I've noticed is that um, regardless of whether you have more free time by choice or not, um, not not going into work so much and not having as many opportunities to go out in public has reminded people of all the things that they don't normally have time to do, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody's posting on social media about how, oh, I'm more, I'm more productive than ever right now. I'm cleaning everything in my house. I'm reading all the books and doing whatever. Like that's, that's a, that's a, a, an inherent admission of how much of our lives are robbed by the bullshit jobs that we have to go to, by the struggles that are forced on us unnecessarily, uh, by the same people, by the way, who can print a trillion dollars a day to throw at Wall Street um, for 30 days, right? Yep. Um, it's, it's all part of the same thing. And while it's all constantly in motion together, I, it's been really interesting to see people say like, you know what, I, I don't think my county government is doing enough. I don't trust what the federal government is saying about this. I want to do more. Um, or I, I, I'm going to take this on myself. You know, the, the workers at the Purdue plant in Georgia that walked out earlier this week, um, like no one was doing anything for them. They're not unionized. They just fucking walked out. Mm-hmm. They're risking their jobs and they're risking their safety um, to their livelihoods to, to stand up for themselves. Um, and I think we're going to see more and more and more of that over the next six to 12 months as this thing continues to fuck everybody over. But this thing isn't going to handle properly in the slightest, and it's not going to change for another six months at least. It sadly just has to happen that way. And it like the the whole we've had conversations on this podcast about what we would do if we like hit the lottery or we got rich. And, and I've legit I le- I know the first thing that I would do is I would be so fucking elated that I would probably cry. And it's because of the freedom that you get back in your life to actually be able to do some shit you want to do. That burden of not having to go to a nine to five anymore, the burden of not knowing whether you're going to have enough money 
to feed yourself or your family or to pay your rent or your kids and to not have to decide whether to not to not not have to decide whether today you read a book or today you work on something for work or, you know, being able to actually wake up in the morning and have to figure out what you're going to do with yourself. A lot of people are lost right now because they were so stuck in the system that, you know, once they got neoed out of that shit, they're like, well, what the hell is my purpose now? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm ready to get back to work. And it's like, damn, you, you really don't, you really have like, like, and not to say that you don't have ambitions, but is it, is it ambitions? If it's all like corporate driven, if it's all, if it's all work, Right. Like if it's not your choice. Yeah. It's not like people like, don't get me wrong. I think it's worth making the distinction between like the ideological demand to get back to work or whatever that, you know, the GOP and billionaires are making of people. But I think, and Mike, I mean, you're perfect. I'm going to pick on you again. You're the perfect example earlier. You said, I'd love to go back to work. You love what you do, which is is great. Certainly do. I, I like what I do. And not everybody can always have a job you love. But people do find mm-hmm. pleasure and purpose in a in a, a job, even if it's not something that they uh, necessarily like went to school for or whatever. Sure, um, I, I think it does provide a, an important role in people's. It does play an important role in people's lives. But the, the difference is that almost any job now is so oppressive and demands so much. And the idea oh, that, even, that I love beats the shit out of me while I'm doing it at the same time. Right, right. And and the idea that that a bailout package coming out of Congress, even if it does do quite a bit to help uh, a household, like if the, if they came out by, at midnight tonight, Brandon, after we stopped recording, and and they and they say, you know what, we changed our minds, five thousand dollars minimum to every household. Um, in the country for the next year, right? For as long as this thing goes on, mm-hmm. um, like that would be great, but people would still want to, uh, people would still be right to complain about the fact that it comes at the cost of this. the other, whatever, how many trillion dollars we're going to give to these fuckers who just want to pay off their shareholders and get yep. the CEOs bonuses. And everybody fucking knows that's where it's going to go. Of course, but Everybody that's the, that's the company it. that we've been working under. That's that's the establishment we've been working under, and that is the establishment that some people that a lot of people support. I never understand it when it's people of color supporting it, and I honestly don't understand it when it's white people who support it as well because that stuff has been lobbied against them to keep certain white people down and certain white people above them. Fuck the color you skin well, yeah, at that course. point. The I don't know anybody that's in. in the like group that would just be blankly benefiting from that type of shit no but no i don't either but i've i've well i don't i don't know them i don't know their core values to that extent but i will say that i've heard some things from people that just make me kind of go but but why does it matter to you if it's something that beneficially helps other people you know what i mean like it's it's the 15 dollar an hour argument wage the thing, cruelty right? is the point that, that's that's it there's something there's something established in people needing to feel that they have earned their position over yeah, other and people. And you haven't. 
that that's that's all it is. And it, it's it. you haven't earned it. it and it's special. part of this country. It's part of capitalism. It's part of this country. You don't deserve fifteen dollars an hour working at fucking McDonald's because I only right. make sixteen dollars an hour, and there's no way that you like, could be even close to as valuable as me, an important person. For, for instance, there are people you that are thinking this person at McDonald's is making fifteen dollars an hour. I probably should be making more money than that. I need to lobby for my own personal benefit and maybe i'm worth more attacking no because they're like that's the system well the system pays us 15 dollars an hour that's not our fault but but it's like okay but yeah that same system also pays mcdonald work it's the same thing so that's not their fault how about that it's it's just like when i posted and i was saying hey people who make over a hundred thousand dollars a year aren't getting anything from the stimulus package as if we should be fine. A lot of the core arguments right. going into this whole situation were why didn't people have savings put aside for a rainy day in case the pandemic happened? And yet companies are and the moment the stock dropped a one a point zero zero one hundredth of a percent, they started to cry tears for help. They were like, hey, dog, bail us out because we are fucked. And th- but these same people who are bailing them out are looking at Americans and going. Where's your rainy day fund? Where's your savings account? And we're going, well, we've been living paycheck to paycheck. Well, we raised the working wage bottom line to $15 last year. What the fuck were you guys doing? Motherfucker paying our rent. Do you realize that you raised the wage 20 years after everything else had been inflated continuously over the time period, not relative to match what we were making? You son of a bitch. Like that type of stuff is what's happening. $1,200 bailout. Like you said, $5,000 bailout, that's a start. That's all that is. That is just a start. Not forgiving loans for college students and stuff like that. Are people still paying loans well into their 50s that are working at grocery stores and stuff like that? Because there was no equity really promised in the degree. Things like that happen. And a lot of the people, by the way, like a lot of the people, particularly over age 50, who are working jobs like um, uh, grocery store checkout clerks now and, and things like that, like they they weren't planning to be working, but the crash in 08, they never actually recovered from that. Mm-hmm. They lost everything. They have to have this job and they're going to work until they fucking drop dead. That's just their lot in life now. I just, what I don't understand is like, there were people who seemed to actually be annoyed that people who make over a hundred thousand dollars were complaining about not getting anything from the stimulus package. And let me, let me just be upfront about this. I already knew that I wasn't going to get anything from a stimulus package and I don't, I have money saved. I don't need anything. That's not a humble brag. That's just me being a pessimist about our society in general. And yes, spending on some things, but putting as much away as possible when I could have been enjoying other things and I just didn't. And now we're here and we're okay for a little while. Like I'm able, I'm lucky enough to be involved in a company that has to work through a crisis like this. So I'm employed. Other people aren't so lucky. So I don't, to to not look, there's no reason to look down on them. Those are the circumstances. That shit sucks and it shouldn't be like that. Those people should be taken care of. Whether you believe it's socialism or communism or whatever the fuck, they should be taken care of. But that's not how this country values those people. That's not how they value things. So we're in this situation, right? So people look at people complaining about, oh, I make up $100,000 a year. I'm not getting anything from the stimulus package. Do you think I'm just okay? Like those people don't live in D.C. or they don't live in places like New York or San Francisco or L.A., right? And and, and it's like the minimum you can make in certain places to even be able to survive on your own may be over $110,000 a year, which seems plush, but you're living in a piece of shit apartment working for some high established corporate billion dollar business trying to get by those people are fine you are not like it doesn't make you it doesn't mean that you're more okay 
or better off. And they didn't take into consideration people who work contracts. So you might've made a hundred thousand dollars last year off of contract work. And this year your contracts and shit got cut because companies had to close because doors closed because people went home. So now you're home with no income and you're not getting a check. So people come at you and attack you because of that. Or look at you like, Oh, look at you complaining. Oh, you made six figures. You want like a little bitch yet. You're you, you look at us and you do that. Or you look at people and you do that at the same time. In that same stimulus package, billion-dollar corporations are getting bailouts amounting over $500 billion. Wow. So it's okay for them to get this bailout. But actual people who have families, and they just happen to make over $100K a year with their families, they should be okay because they make more money than you. That's not right. Like, everybody needs to be taken care of. Every American who works for these corporate billion dollar being bailed out businesses needs to be taken care of through this. And we should not be fighting, but see that's the structure that people above us put in place so that we don't vote them out so that we have values that are skewed as shit. This whole thing, man, divide and conquer from the ruling class has been happening since the beginning, since slaves and indentured service. Bro, that's the whole Jim Crow movement right there. I'm so happy. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's been happening the entire time, and we got to think about it, like if we if we really look back at the timetable in America, how stuff has really shut down. We're talking what? We're going back to the beginning of March. Right? I mean, so we got. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, yeah. that feels so like we got lifetime. It feels style. like so long, right? But we have literal billion dollar cor- corporations that say, "I can't survive without if we close for two weeks." Two weeks. You know what I mean? Like we we're not six, seven months, a year into this thing, people. We are two weeks, and they are scared of what could happen. So they like bail us out now, bail us out now, bail us up now, and they're only been closed with for two weeks. Two weeks. You got Amazon up there trying to telling telling people that they can't pay people. Bro, they're when, asking um, people to trade when, sick um, leave. We were talking. We talked about it last year. I said when, um, when the when sports junks went down, and you know everybody was bigging up the players that for you know for you know starting funds to pay like the arena workers, and we're like, why ain't the person who owns the arena the billion dollar team owner? Why is he just paying people? I was looking at this today, this morning. Amazon made two hundred and eighteen billion dollars in profit or in revenue. And eleven billion dollars in profits, and they were talking about here. You can donate to give our employees some fucking uh, time off. Hey, you can literally lose if they, if you if your shit stays the same. They can literally lose five billion dollars and still make another five oh, billion. Five, you say, five you're saying five billion dollars and have like, a billion dollars in profit, no, bro? Like, the, old boy like, that owns Microsoft loses forty billion dollars, like it's a game for him. He will lose $40 billion. Bill Gates will lose $40 billion and not lose a wink, a blink of fucking sleep. He will not. He'll be a, we rolled the dice wrong. Hey, we'll be back though. I'm shaking these hands right now. And it happens to them all the time like that. Just real quick, by the way, Antoine, $11 billion. If you split it up among 10,000 employees would be $1.1 million per person. God damn. 
Now that now yeah. they think if you do that for them, they'll all quit instead of continuing to work for you. Now that they're all rich and happy that yeah. their employer. Well, now you see the capitalist problem, right? Yeah. But that but they, we've they, already they, proven that that's not true because the guy who gave all of his employees what seventy thousand dollars or whatever as a bonus, yeah, like all of them stayed. <laughs> they were like, oh, um, it's almost like people want their jobs to be a cooperative effort for something that provides a common good for the public. It's Imagine crazy that. that they want How you to love your job. <laughs> people want you to love your job and they do all this bullshit to try to keep you engaged. Oh, we're establishing little groups and we do yoga and we do Good. speaks and we use diversity trainings and we do we all do this stuff, but we That's don't want to pay y'all. We, we're not trying to pay y'all more. And when you go to ask Dude. for more money, it's, well, we don't know if you've proved yourself worthy. I've been here 25 years. Yeah, but maybe you should make, maybe you should make till 26 for us to reestablish and evaluate if you're the type of employee that our company can depend on. That's the type of shit that they feed people. And then people eat it up and they believe it and they feed it to each other and they feed it to themselves. So now they're all rats in a race going absolutely nowhere. The capitalism, like the, the, the biggest con to me, the capitalism made to a lot of people who, who sit here, who are poor in the same class as a lot of, of, of minority people is that they are one step away from being rich than themselves. Nigga. And everybody keeps saying they, and they, and people act and vote like they have the money. And then you look at other people and like, nigga, you are poor like me. <laughs> Let us join together to get these people. I mean, you, you, Trump came in as a person who is, who has money, who has, who has been bailed out in every endeavor that he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. And then he, you get, you got, you got, you got literal poor people who are being like, yep, because he's going to help me out. And then still hasn't helped anybody out and they're still behind them. Because they, they think, think it's coming. One step away. From, I'm from, telling you, it's a, it's a Stockholm syndrome. They think he's doing a great job. Like, I, okay. That's exactly what it is. Stockholm syndrome. For, okay, so for, for people who think that this, this, like, if you work for a company and somebody, you've asked for a raise and somebody has fed you some bullshit about how not this time, prove yourself a little more, maybe next time we'll do it. I can't tell you what companies I worked for. I can give you an example of what I went through. That made the name me of a rainforest, though. I can tell you that. Much. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I worked for a company and I was like a um, I was a subcontractor. And I'm, I'm giving you some numbers that were close to numbers where I was making. But let's say that I was making when I first came in like thirty two dollars an hour as a subcontractor, but salary. But if you did the, if you did the time the way they wanted it, $32 an hour. Okay. So seven years doing that after seven years, I was making like $33 an hour. Um, so went for a raise and was like, Hey, kind of looking at my skill set, feel like I should be making maybe like $42 an hour. And that was being generous because I probably should have been making more, but let's say that's the number. So there was just this hold up. Well, no, we have to evaluate. It has to go up to the tip top. There are so many hundreds of thousands of employees here. And then there's a board that decides which of those hundred thousands of employees that they've never met deserves a raise based off the side speak and the talk and connections of other people close to them. Right. So it's bullshit. It's just a system. It's a bullshit system. So I decided, OK, I'm going to leave. And I was really scared to leave. I was like, I don't know. I'm going to get out here. Maybe I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to be making $29 an hour instead of 33 And, well, fuck, I don't want to go down, you know, but also I can't stay here anymore. Before I left, had a conversation with my lead and kind of showed me some paperwork. 
kind of showed it to me, you know, and in it was some information. Come to find out that <laughs> the people I was working for that did not, you know, at the time did not feel that I deserved an increase were making four times more than they were paying me an hour. Of course. Four times more, but did not see it beneficial to give me a raise that would have still left me at about three and a half times less than they were making, right? And had no valuable reason for it. That's how these companies get rich and make all this fucking money and have people enslaved to their cause. They act like they're throwing you a bone. In reality, a lot of y'all, when you go out and, and after this is over and you go out and you, and you try to start applying for jobs and I understand that you're stuck in a situation, it is a game. You got to play it, right? But a lot, of the com- a lot of these companies feed off of people devaluing themselves into a paycheck that is substantial enough for you to get by. While the people who are signing the checks don't worry a day in their life about anything. They have never worried about anything the way you worry about that shit. But when they everybody goes into to work tomorrow and drags their boss into the parking lot, ties them to four different cars <laughs> and sends them all in different directions. I want everyone to remember that they need to shout that Phenom and Phenom. Comrade Twan sent you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it, it's just amazing. Like the, the stuff that I looked at people worry about, right. And on my level and like in, to the degree where people are working their asses off. Like there are so many times in my career where I probably should have had a mental breakdown, but because I'm fucking stubborn, I refuse to have one. And I just stride it through it. Like you have those moments where you, you are like, it's dark, like it's really dark. And then you come out of it and you're like, I don't know why I felt like that last week. This week, I feel like a fucking superhero. You felt like that because you work for a place that puts you in a disposition to be that way. And you think that it, you think it makes you stronger because you get through it. But, you know, after 30 years of doing shit like that, you got to have you got to retire because you're fucking tired. And then when you retire, you don't know what to do with yourself. Because you've never had full control over yourself for the last 30 years. You've been working for somebody else. Doing that's when, what they that's told when you adult to do. men start committing suicide in massive numbers, yes. by the way. Bro, like, like I've seen, I came into my company, the new company I'm at. I've been there for a while. I came in there and it was during a period where a lot of people who, had, who were retiring. It just so happened that a lot of these people came in at the same time. So they all started to retire, which is, it's weird. Like you see all these cool, these little retirement parties. What I started to notice was though, They'd retire in like February, maybe March. You would see them walking around the building in like August. And it's like, what happened? Not that they worked there. It's just like, oh, you know, I missed it. And I'm kind of bored. Or you'd hear people talk, oh, he's losing his mind sitting at home all day. He doesn't know what to do with himself. After going to different countries and fishing for a couple of weeks or whatever. They felt like they needed to get back to work. That type of programming was so embedded in them. It was so systematic that they can't even enjoy retirement. And I think boomers have a real hard time connecting with, uh, uh, well, later millennials and Generation Z because 
me particularly, but a lot of people younger than me also don't have that same mindset. Our livelihood and dedication uh, no. is not to our job. Absolutely like the fuck not. <laughs> so like, they're so I truly confused. love my job and I worked a long time to get to where I'm at and I'm not even near where I would like to be ideally. But if I can just be cool and not have to do this shit all the time, absolutely. They're Count confused me out. I would by love that, to just though, Mike. be making enough money. I can just get on here and talk shit with y'all and then live my life raise my daughter and hang out with my wife they're absolutely confused by that like when i told people that i would if me and i've been saying this for years if me and ash ever had a child i would have to i would have to re um renegotiate my my work situation because i can't do eight to ten hour days five days a week and then try to come home and be a half-time parent like, Man, I want to be there when, with my kid, like when they're raised, I want to be able to take care of them during the day and I can do my work and do that. And our situation also requires it. I don't have a big family around me to support that type of establishments, which I think people are used to. They're used to people not moving away from their families into other areas so that when they have kids, oh, your grandma, your mother or your father or your cousins or your sisters or siblings or family or aunties or whatever. Well, they'll be your daycare. They'll be your support system. They'll handle it while you continue to go back to the nine to the nine to five gig where you come home and you're tired and you're, you might be on call on the weekends. So you got to ration your free time to your kid. But also you um, you kind of uh, regret becoming a parent because you've lost your own free times and your freedoms to go out and kind of be yourself and do the things that you love to do as well. All these sacrifices that you have to make. And I'm kind of like, these rich people don't be making them sacrifices though. These people that make decisions for how we work. Don't sac- don't make those sacrifices. You know, for them, it's not a sacrifice. It's a choice. If they decide they don't want to be around their families or their kids, it's their choice. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. And it, it you know, it's weird because we were like, like you want to be home to, to, to work and take care of a kid. Or have to have to do daycare service type things for you? Yes. I do. I thought that was the that, whole point of having that kids. That is a zero-sum game. When, when Lola and I first had James, we were in Baltimore. There was no one around. Everybody in our social circle had just graduated college and were you know, moving away. No one, no one lived around us. Um, our closest family was my family. They lived 45 minutes to an hour away. Um, Plus the fact that it was like a surprise pregnancy didn't really like people. I don't think really knew how to like approach us about what we needed, things like that. But like I specifically chose, I I just finished basically qualifying to become a teacher. I, I, um, I chose not to do that and went for a more traditional nine to five job because I didn't want to have to bring home so much work. I knew that being a teacher, the way I wanted to teach was going to mean I was doing five to six hours of work once I got home. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that I wasn't going to be able to fucking do that and be a good parent the way I knew I wanted to be and a good husband the way I knew I wanted to be. So like my dad and his side of the family in particular have always been like, oh, like you're, you're doing so well, Dan. Like, what are you going to do next? Like, where, when, when, when's your next promotion? Blah, blah, blah. And it, since I since I moved in with my um, family with my parents, I've had a convers a frank conversation with my dad, and I was like, "Look, um, you and I made different choices uh, when we became fathers. You know, you dug 
real deep and went and found whatever stamina you have to just work constantly all the time and provide on a single income for a family of five. That's extremely fucking lucky to do. Aside from the fact that that's almost impossible nowadays without being an obvious piece of shit in terms of what you've chosen your career to be. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I choose and I understand that this is an opportunity cost that I have to make, but I choose to make less money if it means that I can have more control over my time and my life because I, I, I can't imagine living with myself if I wasn't doing the things that I feel obligated to do and enjoy doing, mind you, uh, for my family, right? Um, that is a choice that people shouldn't have to fucking make. Mm-mm. It's absurd. It's unhealthy. It's unnatural. I don't think that men are inherently or naturally disinclined to not want to provide for uh, their families. To, I don't think that men are naturally naturally want to be super aggressive and, and terrible towards women and children and whatever. Like there are too many examples of good people all over the world for me to believe that there isn't some better explanation for the troubles at the, like the family level. Right. Right. Um, And the, the obvious one is, well, we all fucking have to work too much. I think that's our culture dependent though, too. Cause when I look at, I work with a lot of people from um, like, like uh, India and Asia. And when I look at the way that they work or the way that, that they are with their, their children and their families, it's, it's different. It's like the, the, the machismo of the American male is I think established within us. I don't see that in other cultures as much. Those, those like that Indian culture specifically to a degree, I don't see it as much. Like the things that like we see TikToks of, of black fathers now dancing with their daughters and like playing with their kids or holding their babies and, and like, no, I'm not giving you my baby. This is my baby. You know, sounding like the mother is the way people will label it. But I've been seeing that from other cultures since I started working in this area. And it's kind of blowing my mind to the extent of, you know what, like you should absolutely feel comfortable being a nurturing father. But that's yeah, like, of course. That's obviously. crazy that that's not, but that's not a sentiment that but is applauded like, sometimes. Okay. Or we know that we live in the country that is for all intents and purposes, the richest country in the world. Right. I don't care about the like mm-hmm. financial hair splitting on that, but basically we're the richest country in the world. We have as a country, the most resources, the most ability to get shit that we want to get for ourselves as a country of anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. Having said that, we're like near the bottom of the list of countries that are in the quote unquote first world that have access to maternity leave. I was going to say, fucking Iran has maternity <laughs> leave. Now, they do right. that in part to lock women into the uh, yes. role. It's not all good. It's not like, all column B. <laughs> but, like, we don't have adequate maternity leave. We have no paternity leave. Finland has fucking six months of paternity leave paid paternity with, leave. With government assistance because and shit. Along it with is that. important for parents to be with their children when they are born because everybody actually knows this. 
because we've known this as a species since we've been able to reproduce as a species. But that's not what's valued here. That's just like don't don't let a company. I know that's feed what I'm you. saying. That's an American value of work, work, work till you die. It's get up from being dead and go work some more. It is, That's but then a distinctly American thing. It is, but then when you work for a lot of these big corporate companies, HR will constantly beat you over the head with these mass emails about work-life balance. And I always find yeah, that shit they don't confusing. Want to get sued when you shoot yourself in the face in the office. Right. I'm yep. so confused whenever I see them. I get why they do it, but I'm also kind of like they know this is bullshit that they're feeding us, right? That's what I'm saying. They fully know it's bullshit. Like you know it's bullshit. Dude, so, to be like, there needs to be a work-life balance, last but year, you give me limited I, vacation days. Yeah, last year I got, a, everybody at my company got an email saying like, hey, like a lot of you haven't used your PTO. Did you know that like at uh, the turn of the calendar year, like you, you were going to lose it? We're extending the time that you can use that time off uh, until March. Like you're welcome. You're welcome. And like, okay, fine. Gracious of you. That's nice. Thank you. Um, but the reason I couldn't fucking use the PTO preach. is because I had too much fucking work to do. Bro. And I told my boss, I was like, I'll be honest, I'm nervous about taking all this time off because I have a lot of fucking work to do. And I'm 100% positive that if I don't get it done, you're going to crawl up my ass and tell me that I'm doing something wrong. That's going to happen, though. I. I had a, I missed, I, I've been working in my company so long that I got an extra week of vacation and I didn't know. So when it reached the end of yeah, the year last year, they See, that's were exactly like, what happened to me. They were like, Hey, somebody sent me an email in fucking December. Hey, did you know you've got like 90 hours of vacation time to use and you can only carry over 40. If you don't use the other time, the other 50 hours or whatever, within the next three weeks, you will lose all of it. And, and see, I that's was like, bullshit. Just joking? cut me the fucking check then but if I don't use it. I was like, are you are you serious? But but also you got it like it's the way I was programmed, too, because I came from another company who were who were remain nameless, who actually punished Google. you. For using vacation time. And that sounds like, oh, that's a legal thing. It isn't if you sign a particular contract when you sign up for that company because they yep. they give you a certain salary base and you're like, hey, that looks good. And they tell you, oh, and hey, you get three weeks of vacation and this many holidays. Doesn't it sound great? And you're like, hell yeah. And you sign that contract like fucking uh, <laughs> Tina Snow. And then... You know, like you get there and you're thinking, okay, can I use a vacation day? And they tell you, well, we have this, this, this little thing called utilization. And you'll start to hear that more when you get into corporations. They'll tell you utilization. What they're essentially saying is when you take a vacation day, they don't actually make any money off of you. And since they make their money off of you making the money, when you're not making the money because you're on vacation, that's a negative hit for them. So the way that this worked was like, if you want to take a vacation day, let's say you want to take eight hours on a Friday. It sounds like it's about to be some real evil shit, bro. Bro, it, They were like, if you want to take a vacation day on a Friday, you should plan that in advance and work the extra hours up to be able to compensate for the vacation day. So. If you plan to take a vacation on Friday, that means you're going to work 32 hours that week, right? Well, 
Make sure you actually work from from Monday to Thursday. You're going to work 32 hours. Make sure you actually work 40 hours from Monday to through Tuesday, from Monday to Thursday. That way you still get your 40 hours and you get to take your vacation day on Friday without being penalized. Now, I remember having to explain this I to my. This is salaried forty hours and not an yeah, hourly forty hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they charge their they charge their customers hourly. I was salaried, of course. Yeah, yeah. You so, were salaried, so you making the forty hours doesn't actually benefit you. Absolutely not. Them. Yeah, absolutely just not. To make sure that's absolutely what not. Doing. Okay. Only way it benefited me was when it came down to evaluations at the end of the year. What did that utilization number look like? And I remember having to explain this to having to explain this to my dad every <laughs> at least two times a year. For the amount of time that I worked for that per- for that company, because he could not wrap his head around it. He was like and he and my dad is a is a through and through math person. My mother's an English person. My dad is a math person. I get all my math skills from my pops. And my dad was like, listen, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm calculating what you're saying and it ain't adding up. And I was like, I, I know because it doesn't add up properly. He was like, yeah, it's sounding a bit M fucking proper over here. But if that's what they do, I don't know how they getting away with it. And I was like, because I signed the contract where that was established. That's how I heard about a company that people actually fought for that against that. They were like, hey, you got to have us working overtime to compensate for vacation days. That's bullshit. We want our comp our overtime pay. And the company went, okay. And then they cut their salaries by 15% to compensate for the overtime pay they were now getting, that they now have to work to get the 15% back that they got cut from their salaries. It, like, it's, Bail them out. They're so helpless. <laughs> it's, it's complete bullshit. You know, so when I come to this new company and I, they tell me I have an extra week, I don't know how to use it. Fam, it's your boy Gangsta Gibbs. Where's my motherfucking 40 acres, America? Where's my 40 acres.com? Fuck with me. Hi, this is some random black chick, and you're listening to Where's My 40 Acres. I don't know how to sound black and ghetto.